Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a blessing it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I trust you're having a wonderful day today and that you've already spent time walking with the Lord and spending time reading His Word and on your knees in prayer and looking for souls that you can share the gospel with. And if you'll do those things, and you'll do them every day, regularly pray, read your Bible, witness, it'll help you in the Christian life. It just will. I'll never understand a Christian that walks around, shoulders droop, lip pooched out, feet shuffling, Woe is me. The sky is falling. I think I'll just eat worms and die. I mean, that's their testimony. That's their personality. That's the air and demeanor that's all about them. I'll never understand that. You're on your way to heaven, friend. That's right. You've been saved by the grace of God, got a mansion on streets of gold, gonna live forever in a perfect place. Uh, man, I mean, the grave has no uh, threat, no hold, no claim on the Christian. We've got a lot to rejoice in. Paul told us, rejoice in the Lord always, in a prison cell or out. Rejoice. Up and down. Rejoice. Good times and bad. Rejoice. Why? Because God is good regardless of the circumstance. I tell you this, though. I think the reason why there are some of those kind of pessimistic, dark cloud hovering over their head all the time Christians is they're not doing those three things. They're not praying. They're not reading their Bible. And they're not witnessing. And because of that, their joy level is running low. I tell you, you obey the Lord. You walk with Him. You spend time in His presence. You fellowship with your Heavenly Father. And it's going to keep you on the winning side. You'll live on top side. There is joy in serving Jesus. There is joy in living for God. We've been studying together in 1 Corinthians, and now we're moving into chapter number 4. In chapter 3, we dealt with that chapter uh, for several studies. Over a week, we were in that chapter, and Paul was dealing with what we're laying up through our service, and that one day we'll be judged, every one of us, according to our works, not judged for salvation. That was settled when you got saved. You don't have to worry about losing your salvation, but you might suffer loss in the area of reward. And Paul admonishes us to build wisely. And then he closed out the chapter once again dealing with the division in the church in Corinth. The church in Corinth is known, it's infamous for its carnality. In chapter 3, Paul called the church carnal four times in the first four verses. It's a church that was known for immaturity and immorality and a division. And the division in the church was over personality. There were some that followed Paul, some that followed Apollo, some that followed Peter, some who said, I'm following the Lord. And Paul is having to deal with this and saying, hey, listen, we are all Christ's and Christ is God's. There ought to be unity in the church, there ought not be any division in the body of Christ. He says the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body individually, yes, the Holy Spirit dwells within you, but also that spiritual body, the church, the Holy Spirit is working and moving. We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit in the local church. Now we come to chapter 4. In chapter 4, Paul is again having to deal with the personality conflict and the division 
because of personality in the church at Corinth. And he's going to just lay it out there. He said, we are not superstars. We are not the Savior. We're not the main event. We're simply stewards. We are ministers. We are servants. Let's see what he says here in the very first verse of chapter 4. Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. So Paul is continuing to deal with the problem of carnal factions and divisions in this church. And so he charges, he asks these Christians to account of him, or we could say to think of him, not highly, not as one who would be a celebrity figure, but he said, I want you to account of us or think of me as a minister, a servant, of Jesus Christ. You ought not have Paul posters on your wall. You ought not have Apollos trading cards in your pocket. You ought not be saying, uh, uh, Peter's my main man. I mean, that ought not be your testimony. We are simply servants, ministers. We're not the main event. We're not the main attraction. We are simply water boys for Jesus, if you will. We're just simply the newsboys casting out the papers. They read all about it. Jesus is the headline. We are ministers. He said, not only are we ministers, but we are stewards. A steward is one who is a manager of the property of another. What he possesses, what he has, what's under his power is not his it belongs to another. That's the truth for every pastor, every preacher, every teacher, every uh, missionary, whatever your ministry occupation is, it is not yours. It is God's. Sometimes pastors will say, my church. And I think they probably mean that well, but it's not accurate. It is not their church. It is not our church. It is not my church. It is the Lord's church. He has entrusted it to our care. We'll say, my people, our people. And we know what we mean by that. It's like saying my family or uh, our, our children. We understand that, but it's not. We, I mean, and, and hopefully we know that, mean it right. They are not our sheep, our people. They are God's people. God has entrusted them to our care. We are simply overseers. We are simply stewards, managers of what is God's. And one day we will turn that all back over to the Lord. At the judgment seat, we'll give an account of our stewardship. And we want to be a faithful steward, a wise steward, one who does well with what the Lord has entrusted to us. So he's saying, don't esteem the man, the messenger, higher than the message and the content of the message. It is not about Paul. It is not about Peter. It is not about Apollos. It is about the Lord. And there ought not be division, and there should not be any schism, and there should not be any factions that are uh, created over personality or preacher personality in particular, because all of us are on the same team. That's how it ought to be in the local church, by the way. The pastor, the assistant, and pastor, the youth pastor, if there is one, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the bus workers, the Sunday school teachers, the Christian school, it all ought to work in unity and in harmony. Our church has all these different ministries. There's 
over 150 different ministries, but it's all the same under the umbrella of North Valley Baptist Church. It, there is no uh, my team and your team, team A, team B, JV, and varsity. No, we are all on team Jesus. We have a Spanish ministry, but it is not distinct and separate from our church ministry. We have a Filipino ministry, an Indian ministry. Uh, we have all of these different things, but they're all together. They are all unified, knit together into the fabric of this local church. There are no divisions. There are no factions. That is not biblical. We are to not lift up the man. We're not to lift up the ministry. We're to lift up the master, lift up the Savior. And he's saying there ought not be division. He said we are nothing more than ministers and stewards, and here's where it is, stewards of the mysteries of God. A mystery is something that was not before revealed. If you study, I believe you'll find in the New Testament seven different things that are considered mysteries. The virgin birth, considered a mystery. The uh, fact that Christ dwells in the believer, Christ in you, the hope of glory, a mystery. The fact that Jew and Gentile would be united in one spiritual body is called a mystery, right? Uh, the blindness that's happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be brought in, it's referred to as a mystery. The rapture of the church is considered a mystery in the New Testament. The uh, mystery of iniquity, the man of sin who will be revealed. It's a mystery. The mystery Babylon, the seed of Satan, Revelation 17. A mystery. A mystery is something that is unexplainable. And these Bible truths were not fully revealed or manifested until this New Testament period. And Paul said, we have been given Bible truth. We've been given the message. We've been given these doctrines, and we are overseers of these things. We are stewards. You'll give an account, Pastor, for how you preach your Bible. You'll give an account for the doctrine that you teach. You'll give an account for how you handle the truth that God has given to you to present to your people. You ought not preach a pure opinion or pure philosophy. No, we ought to preach the Bible. Now, I know we insert that human element into it. I understand that, but you ought to preach the Word of God. You're going to give an account, and I'm convinced if we would faithfully preach the Word of God, heresy, compromise, confusion, bad doctrine, apostasy, much of it could be avoided. That's all of our time for today. Make sure you join us next broadcast. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.